unforgiveness unchecked becomes a cancer in your soul. Think of the ways it has affected the way you treat other people, the way you react in given situations. It affects your mood, Absolutely. and it affects your attitude, and it affects your behavior, it affects everything. That's what you mean by it does, just doesn't stay in one place. Oh, you're angry with your ex-husband, you're married to your new husband. The moment he does anything that remindly, remotely re reminds you of where you've been, you overreact because it's spreading to other areas of your life. And not only does it over cause you to overreact, it also causes you to build walls around you. If anybody did anything to me that harmed me, if anybody did anything to me that was a transgression or betrayal, the universe is already on it. The universe has a way to make sure that I get whatever in the material world that person took away from me. I call that the principle of divine compensation. Welcome back to Just Talking About the Bible. I'm David Walker. I'm Hiltrude Walker, also known as BB. And I'm Dennis Pixley. We're going to talk about forgiveness. So, uh, BB, let's uh, read a passage from Matthew. Okay, Matthew 6, chapter 6, and verses 14 and 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses the thing that surprised me most about the unforgiveness that most of us carry toward other individuals is the fact that we never think about all the crazy stuff that we have done to people all the things that all the nasty things we have said all the places that we went and we shouldn't have gone we do all these crazy things and all we think about is what people have done to us never what we have done to other people and that type of mindset is what keeps me humble. It's what keeps me grounded because when Jesus said, um, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We have no idea what we're doing. And hurting people don't even realize that they're hurting when they're lashing out at other people. Now, I understand there's a degree of difficulty here, okay? <laughs> it's like somebody telling you off, somebody embarrassing you is a lot different than somebody violating you and somebody doing this. It's a, it's a degree, but forgiveness is a process. It's a process, you know? It just don't it just don't happen overnight. You know you need to forgive, but sometimes it takes a minute. So, you know, if it's cold outside and, you know, you said something wrong to me and you walking and I pass you in a car, it might keep going the first couple times because it's a process. I told me I don't forgive you, it just means I got work to do. But eventually, I, I hope that I will stop and pick you up and take you where you need to go because it's cold outside. But it's a process. And a lot of us don't want to do the hard work. Now, when I was um, at my day job, I was thinking that forgiveness is something that we tend to want to hide behind so we don't grow so we don't do what god wants us to do we hide behind forgiveness oh i'm not doing this anymore because somebody did this to me i'm not going here anymore because of this happened the last time i did we're hiding from responsibility we're hiding from not being able to tell god yes uh, well let's just say we have a master's degree at justifying our nasty behavior well, you don't know what they did and you don't know where they're going. But see, you gotta, you're gotta you not getting away with anything. Oh, I mean, if you walk around with tons of unforgiveness and you're mad all the time, 
trust me you're going to age faster <laughs> than you normally would it takes a toll on the mind it takes a toll on the body it takes a toll on the spirit i don't care if you're in church or not i don't care if you're in the world or not the same principle works for everybody you're not getting away with nothing you say well i don't believe in god you ain't got to but i tell you one thing your life is miserable anybody around you will tell you that whether you're in church or not this unforgiveness thing is serious and if you can't grow and move on then you have to stay the same god is always calling you forward he's not telling you to pitch a tent and stay in one spot now one of the indicators to me personally that you can tell where people stop growing where they stop learning where they uh you know came and hit the wall is they will tell you the same story 3726 times it's the same story over and over again now every once in a while they might have a little nuance and say well it was this and you're like oh that's new but normally they tell you the same story why because they're trapped they're frozen in time like lot's wife just frozen in time and they can't move on and they just remind everybody all the time this is where i failed the test now if you are failing the test you can't be a good husband you can't be a good wife you can't be a good parent you can't be a good worker you can't be a good anything because you're constantly looking back and you see the world through a lens of hurt and pain and mistrust and when you are doing that how can you possibly be hearing from god if you don't believe in god how can you be hearing from anything there is no way you can navigate this world properly and make the best decisions for you or those who you are called to protect you just can't because it blinds you it blinds you okay i'm done i i, I gave this a lot of thought and a lot of um a little extra research because the word is just so simple forgiveness but yet it covers so much when it comes to the idea of what it entails this is not a um biblical or worldly uh, uh, topic when it comes to the idea of forgiveness this is a hum humanitarian thing which is orchestrated by God God created man as which we believe and we understand but then the idea of how we deal with one another we're going to be offensive and we're going to offend we're going to be offended but the idea of what we feel that we deserve or what we want to um, uh, portray to other people is the issue in which the forgiveness gets its base, it gets its um, power, and it gets its, um, the whole thing we consider to be a problem. She read the, um, the Matthew scripture. I was taken more also by Proverbs 17 and 9. Um, Whoever would foster love covers over an offense but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends the word renunciation came apart came up to me and it was more so how to change one's feelings or even sensation of resentment of indignation or anger means it to end all ill will or thoughts and action the other scripture that came to me was the one where a disciple asked Jesus how many times ought I to forgive my brethren when he sinned against me now this was particular seven times he said seven times seventy but then the long explanation as to why 
because everything to do with not with how we see ourselves compared to others it's how God sees all mankind and until we can tap into the way God sees us and how God is responsible and responding to us who are we to hold a grudge against any offense that comes upon us from any of our fellow mankind or brethren wow forgiveness that is just the word itself is um can be triggering to some people i you know growing up um when you're younger all these things happen to you and you don't realize the damage it's doing along the way until you get you know a little bit older maybe in your 20s 30s and things bother you or you act a certain way or you respond a certain way to people and you're like whoa where did that come from and if you sit down and think about it you realize oh my lord I remember in um, kindergarten the teacher did this or that and I had the same response back then that I just had towards my co-worker I wonder if they're related you know and and then you begin to realize wow I was a kid like how am I still holding this unforgiveness towards my teacher and basically who knows who else because obviously it's happened more than once whatever it was but again when you put your adult mind towards it you can say oh well shh, I can let that go I can forgive them Maybe we were just kids but then we look at the more heinous things that have happened to us through our lives and that's what I struggle with is you know things that happened to you that you had absolutely no control over and it was an adult you know taking advantage of a child or hurting a child and that child just happened to be you and then you hear oh you need to forgive them because otherwise you're going to be sick or you're going to suffer this or you're going to suffer that you're never going to move forward you're always going to have this problem or that problem and you're like, oh, yeah, that's easy to say, but try to do it. And I see a lot of people struggling with that type of forgiveness. Now, in God's eyes, forgiveness is the same across the board. In man's eyes, I can forgive you for taking my pencil in fourth grade, but, you know, you hurt my mom many times while I was growing up. I can't forgive you for that. You know what I mean? Or you hurt me. I can't forgive you for that. You hurt my brother. You hurt my sister. Um, and that's not just parents to children. It can be other relatives. It could be in your teen years, friends, you know, and that kind of forgiveness, even though it's the same, is, is hard. It it's is hard. It's not the same. Well, forgiveness is forgiveness. It's forgiveness is forgiveness, yeah. but it's not the same. No, oh no, I get that. That's what I'm saying. That type of forgiveness, if I can split hairs like that, is is difficult. It's very difficult. Um, but it's I mean, possible. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of like in the legal system. That's the difference between manslaughter and right. Murder. Yeah, when you put your human humanity to it, right. there is a big I difference. Think, I think even spiritually speaking, it's different. Even spiritually speaking, it's different because you can't just say. It's physical because if you get into a fist fight with somebody, that's one thing. But if you violate another individual, emotional damage is yeah. The, no, but it's it's a spiritual damage. Right. It's a spiritual ripping and tearing of something that shouldn't happen. If you remember 
when Amnon raped his sister Tamar, right? Is that right? I think so, yeah. We ain't saved. Go we ahead. ain't saved. We don't know the Bible. <laughs> Absalom? Absalom, right. My fault. I said Amnon. You, you forgot the A-B. Right. S-O-L-O-M. Right? Yeah. Have her come into you. Yeah. And um, that was such an offense. And she was the one violated and said, we have to make this right. And he didn't want to do it. And it destroyed the kingdom. Right. Now, I know that the prophet had told David that, you know, your house is going to be destroyed from the inside out. But if you think about it, that's the way most families are being destroyed today. That's the way the United States is being destroyed today from the inside out. But I think sticking to the topic real quick i think that when you are violated in such a manner it's different for the soul oh spirit, yeah absolutely for everything absolutely it, it is, it, i, I agree mean, with that and i i believe i believe and i could be very wrong because i've been wrong about many things and i'll be wrong about stuff but i believe even in god's eyes it's different yeah i don't know if i'd go that far i, I, I have to i have to because <laughs> If we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the physical right person, Oh, yeah, he can be okay. touched and he understands. He right. gets all that. Okay, he does. So if God understands the humanity and what we have to overcome, and some things is a lot more than others, then I would have to say, even though you're saying it's all the same, I would have to say that God even looks at it a little bit different because we are blinded and we are simple people. And God tries to give us his word as simply as possible, and we want to make it complicated. But I believe... Some sins are harder than others. That's like harder on the person, well, but no, 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 sin no, no, is no, sin no, to God. Because you can commit sin and God can forgive you, but He said there's one. There's one, sin. right? Okay, right. So if He's defining that, I ain't saying who's to say there ain't others because the Bible says it ain't others. But I'm saying when it comes to the individual. Okay, so check this out. Okay. So um, God could say, or Jesus, when He was here same thing you know old and new testament okay this sin this is this is your punishment but if you harm one of these children it'd be better if you know a rock or boulder was yeah tied around your neck and you dropped into the bottom of the seat so yeah there's obviously different punishments and stuff i get that but what i'm saying is when it comes to our ability to forgive we're still humans and god sees that god knows exactly who we are no by me saying that i'm not making no excuses i'm not saying that that makes it so you don't have to feel i'm not saying that but i'm just saying it's, it's different it's, right it's, it's it's a taller tale oh really yeah is. oh yeah especially for us as humans did you find something oh yeah um you were right amnon is was the um culprit yeah absalom absalom was the closer brother to her okay blood okay. relative See, we, we, we a little saved. <laughs> a little saved. Thanks. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Jesus. But I do think it's a little bit different. Just like um the forgiveness part. Yeah. yeah, the forgiveness part, because it was this one guy who um they paid to have the people of Israel straight. They said that they, they paid him to go and curse him, to go and curse the people of Israel, but he couldn't mm, do it. Yeah. Every time he'd get up there, he'd bless them. <laughs> he was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I took story. the dude's money to do a job, and I can't do my job. He'd get up there, God bless him. <laughs> yes, Lord. He's like, what am I saying? And then what he did, 
he told the guy, well, here's how you destroy them. You get the best looking women you can find. You take them down there to the children of Israel and you just show them that they are these, that they, they are just perfect women. And when they lay with them, God would be upset and God will destroy them for breaking their things. But this man told them the temptation. That's like you can't beat Superman, but you're going to hand somebody some kryptonite and tell them how to do it. The scripture says his punishment was more so than the average man because of what he did. Because that is some that is some crazy stuff. So I'm just saying there are degrees. Maybe we don't understand it. Maybe we don't we don't follow it. But there have been degrees. Now, what I don't like when someone says, "Oh, they uh, being gay," the Bible says it's an abomination. Well, it's an abomination for a lot of things. Okay, and and I don't, I'm not quibbling with that. You know what I mean? The Bible says a lot about a lot. But as far as that particular subject, to like scar a soul, I think. Uh, and that's another way um, going on the spiritual side of it to scar somebody that deeply is a basically an open door for the devil to come in. Oh, forever. Yeah. And so it's necessary on the devil side to do it on on our side. That's why forgiveness is so extremely important because we got to shut that door. But the problem is, how do you forgive something, someone who or some situation that violated you so deeply that to say forgiveness nah i'll forgive everything else but that nope not doing it i get that it's like um if somebody if you're a parent and somebody had killed your child yep how do you forgive that but people do people, people do, do. and i think those people need to uh have a conference or write a book or something they have have access so that i can call them in the middle of the night and say hey I got a friend needs to be able to forgive. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%, but I do think it's a difference. But even in a world, and uh, okay, here I go again, picking on women. <laughs> Watch yourself. Um, the unforgiveness that people carry, they use it as a shield these days. So their unforgiveness, especially women, is something that they are trying to use to hide behind to protect them from would-be predators. And they walk around using what happened to them as a point of anger to push back against the world. And that in and of itself is detrimental. If but women the, were but, the only ones doing that. Well, yeah, okay, okay, maybe me too. Okay. All right, so, you know, but, it, but they use it as a shield to protect them from what the world might do. So in their minds though, they're not doing anything wrong. In their mind, the average person who has all this unforgiveness and snaps at people and saying, I ain't taking no mess from nobody, this, that, and the other, completely opposite of what God would have us do. I thought this one guy, he just cannot stand this one person. He goes on and on and on. And I told him, I said, look, you need to go to that person and say, I forgive you. And he lost his mind. I would never go and do something like that. Are you crazy? Do you know what they've done to me? I'm like, well, you got to ask yourself what's more important. You got a wife, you got kids, you know, and you say you got this thing you want to get done. 
If this is one of the ways to do it, why don't you do it? And it is amazing to me how people will say, I'd rather drown than have the person that I hate the most throw me a life raft. There is a way out. I mean, if I can interject, let me take a walk with me. I mean, we're not going far, but understand this, this point of view. A lot of people say, do unto others as you'll have them do unto you. And then I thought about it, and I was like, there's some crude people who don't treat themselves too good out there. I need something greater. Christ came and gave us a better way in how we are to treat other people. You know what I'm saying? Love other people greater than yourself. In the kingdom, through the Spirit, we become newly transformed creatures, okay? And then in that, in the mind transformation, we should study and read to understand better, okay? And this is how I think the point of not being offensive become um, lessened amongst each other. If my whole idea is to do better, then I'm going to become less offensive. But on the offense, offensive part, I've been offended. I have to, through the kingdom, aspire for something greater than this world. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this. Because, you know, we had to change the name to the podcast as of last week to We Ain't Helping Nobody. <laughs> and right now, like, we ain't helping nobody. So... Uh, instead of let's 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 for a second say how we get over the anger when it comes to people in our life things that we do now one thing i had started doing a long time ago is when i could not stand somebody you know what i would do i would get them a gift now i don't like them and they know i don't like them now notice i didn't say that they didn't like me i said i didn't like them because you know it's always somebody's oh yeah y'all don't like each other and you're thinking what are you talking about? I don't even know them. I ain't did nothing to them. They they don't like me. It ain't that I don't like. So I would go and get them a gift. And when I get them a gift, they would look at me puzzled and everything. And early on, I'd get them a gift and say, yeah, I really don't like you. So I decided to get you a gift. And it was like, wow, well, just keep hating me then because I like the gifts <laughs> and everything else. But when you put joy on somebody else's face, it softens the both of you because you're actively doing something spending your money going out of your way to do something nice to somebody that you don't even like that says a lot to nobody else it says it to the devil so one way that i don't that i get over it is i do something nice for somebody who if, if it's just really bothering my soul i'm like how can i bless them how can i bless them it becomes you know, and, and I just think about it day and night. Like, what can I get them? What do they get into that I can surprise them with? Even get them and their wife or them and their husband. That's how I get over my anger towards certain people. Is I look to be a blessing to them. Even in my anger. And I'll tell you what. Eight times out of ten, it really works. It does. Eight times out of ten, it really works. Now, I ain't saying that they're treating you any better after that, but it does something to you in your mind to help you get over on that situation so that you're not looking at them with as much vitriol. Because when you think about the last thing that was done, you didn't cause harm. You were a blessing. Mm. 
and 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 it kind of helps you out. Well, that's what I do personally. That helped me growing up. And, you know, I still do it to a degree today. But today, you know, it's a little bit different because I don't get offended like I used to. Or I do, but it don't last long because I'm so busy. Busy, I'm just, yeah. I'm just too busy to entertain the devil's idea of what just happened to me. I'm too busy. So yeah. I don't do it as much anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. It is a struggle. Yeah. You just don't walk in there thinking, oh, this is great. Let me do something for you. You mm -hmm. got to pray about that because God got to soften your heart to be, even be in the room, in, in the vicinity to do something for those who hate you. But that's what I did. And it really mm -hmm. helped me out. Because once you do it for one person and you see how it eases up. So maybe the unforgiveness stone you were carrying weighed 100 pounds. After you are a blessing to that person, that stone lessens in weight. I ain't, I ain't saying it's going away, but it can. I'm just saying that it knocks it down from 100 pounds to 50 to 25. And then the next thing you know, you even forget you're carrying it because you have forgiven them. Yes, it's a process. That That's what uh, my mind was going to towards. Uh, forgiveness is a process. So, you know, if you're struggling, and this is what God brought, helped me get to the point where, you know, I can start to forgive some of the heinous atrocities, so to speak, is the process of forgiveness. Okay, so, well, let's start small then. I forgive so-and-so for, you know, this simple little thing. And then you just keep going. I forgive this person. I forgive that person. And the way you know that you've actually forgiven them is when you see them or you hear their name and it does nothing. There's no response in your gut. There's no anger or right. nasty word that comes out of your head or out of your mouth. Right. That's what I tell Anthony. Anthony. Anthony's my son. He said, Dad, how do you know if you're over somebody? I'm like, because when they walk in the room, you're in neutral. Yeah, neutral. There's no, your there's heart no doesn't drive, skip a beat. Right? There's no drive. There's negative no or positive. Yeah. There, you're just neutral. It's, right. oh, hey, I didn't know you were here. Yeah. You just keep on moving. Yeah. That's when you know it's forgiving. Because if your heart stops for half a second, there's unfinished there's emotional something, yeah. business. Yeah. Unfinished emotional business. If your heart stops, if it revs up, if you just find yourself trying to act a certain way because they came around and you just want them to know you didn't it, there's there's still no forgiveness there right yeah and and uh, uh god will even bring you to the point where you have empathy towards the person like you go from hating that person i can't stand them the bitterness that seed that got planted the forgiveness hits it and you're you might not even realize that the next time you see him you just feel sad and you can see god will sometimes even show you the hurt that happened to them that caused them to be the person that they are to hurt other people and that is powerful but again it's a process you won't get that with everybody no but but the best thing about what you just said is you know once you do understand what you have to do you can apply that situation right. across the board yes you know because the hardest part is you know where do i stop and it's yeah. like <laughs> i always think i always say this every year you know when i'm when i'm in church preaching it's like uh when Thanksgiving rolls around, <laughs> who is that one relative you can't wait to see? Yeah, everybody got anything. people popping up in their head, too. Everybody got that one person. If they say something, if they look at me funny, if they hiccup, if they sneeze, oh, somebody going to have to call the cops this time. You don't already fought that battle with that person before they even showed up. 
And then when they get there, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you stand back, I knew he was going to start something. No, they ain't the one that started that. It was you. You had that battle already mapped out before they even showed up. Projecting So, instead of hyping up that battle to come, do something different. Take that person a gift. Shake their hand. Give them a hug. Say, hey, glad to see you. Because not only will it confuse the enemy, it'll confuse you. And it'll confuse the person who you shake and give them a hug because you never know. Either they don't have anything against you and this is all in you. This is a you problem that you got to fix or whatever fight they thought they was going to have. It just got squashed. Somebody just put some uh, water on that fire and then it'll just go peacefully. And then you'll walk away saying, see, it wasn't so bad. But that's because you were proactive instead of reactive okay and i see where i have my issues probably being somebody maybe short-tempered i would fire off on the negative of of the reaction but i'm just like like you mentioned at times i'm just so quick to let it go and to forget about it to the point to whereas now i'm reacting with the person as if nothing's ever happened and i'm going on like I hope nothing ever happens again. I'm not thinking about anything else happening again. And then I think about it. I was like, why am I being so nice to this person? Because naturally, I just get fired up so quick. And then realize, what am I worried about? What am I caring about? I'm caring about something that I don't have any control over, which is other people's actions and reactions. Because sometimes, no matter how nice or how good you treat some people, you're going to still maybe get the negative, the offenses. And then you realize either they were just like that or it's just how I'm receiving it. Sometimes I might shut the person down. I don't deal with them. But in the process of that, it's not as if I'm mistreating them. It's just that I'm not treating them at all. I pray for them when I pray for everyone. If something bad was to happen to them, I'm thinking about them to the point to whereas I care about them. It's a process that I had to go through in my life over time when I realized where I want to go. In the end, I want to I want to be with God. I know they say this life is short, but I tell you, 24 hours will be long sometimes when you just deal with one day and a couple of, of people or maybe a few offenses in a week. And it seems like, my gosh, am I going to ever get through this right here without um, being better, so upset or always feeling like, I've been abused or, or misused or, or, you know what I'm saying, misunderstood. For me, I, I, um, I got to get better at the short temper part. If I don't start the conversation on a positive, this person might just come up with something that's going to be, or they're going to do something, anticipate when I go over there, expect the worst. Alcoholics are always alcoholics. Rageaholics are always rageaholics, you know, and, and if they don't get any help, but... What you said there to me was the more saved you become, the more spiritual you become, then you start to understand that there's certain places you don't want to be because it's not anywhere that is anointed. You're not going into any place where, you know, um, the spirit is um, suitable to have a peaceful outcome. I don't go to family get togethers for a reason. You know what I mean? I don't take my family to those things, or my side of the family anyway. And and it's because that atmosphere is not conducive to what I want my family to be. I don't want my son to be around certain things. 
I don't want my wife to be around certain things. And I'm not going to be fooled by what man calls family to suck my family into a situation. Well, not anymore, but like school reunions. And you go back because you there was people you liked. There's also people you didn't. And when you get there, you're thinking, okay, where they at? And you look around every corner. You can't even enjoy yourself because you're looking for the fight. You're looking for the person who done you wrong. So the the more you walk with God, he'll tell you, why are you even going? If you got your hand to the plow, quit looking back. Just keep forging where God wants you to go. And then God will work all that out within you. God will work it all out. But to keep putting yourself in these bad situations where you're still in school, and by in school, I mean trying to work out your own salvation through fear and trembling with God. You know, it's, it's kind of hard. And people keep putting themselves in situations where they know there's going to be violence. When they know there's going to be anger, hostility, and it's like a landmine. One false step, boom. And the closer you walk with God and the spirit that he gives you, a kind word turns away wrath. Be wise as serpent, harmless as doves. You know how to navigate certain terrain and certain negative people. My wife is a pro at that. She just know, and I think that's the only reason we still marry. She's a pro at disarming people when it comes to certain things, to changing the subject. I mean, these little things, these little gems that God gives you to deal with difficult people, which we talked about in previous podcasts. But if I think we lie to ourselves too much about being okay, and we're not okay. We lie to ourselves saying that we're over it and we're not over it. And we do ourselves even more damage by going out there thinking we're over it, not really dealing with the true issue. And we put ourselves in situations that's going to do nothing but taint our witness. According to the scripture, people are uh, lovers of themselves, bored in the lovers you know, of God. In the lovers of God. There's so much that we have to endure having uh, the armor of God on carrying it every day to be able to forgive these offenses they know not what they do we have to be patient and long-suffering enough to get through yes good lord that is so true um one of my problems with forgiveness has always been always been and i still struggle with it to an extent um I used to feel very strongly if I forgave someone, then that meant not only did I forgive them, but I have to, if I forgave them, that means I have to be friends with them still. And I have to talk to them still because that proves I forgave them. And I have to, you know, look beyond everything. If they do it again, well, I just have to forgive them because that's who they are. And this, you know, keep getting hurt over and over and over. If I forgive them, that means it's okay what they did to me. And that's not what forgiveness is. It's not. But it's hard. I think when you've been soul hurt like that, it's hard not to see it like that. If someone, you know, I, I've seen my, our son, our oldest son go through some things with different people. And, you know, when they mess with your kids, that's just a whole different ball game. And I see these people and I'm like, hmm. Nope, there ain't no forgiveness there yet. But I thought... I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're not forgiving for that person. And you're actually not saying, and this is where the confusion comes in with it. You're actually not saying, you know what you did is okay. You're not saying that. And that's where the ego gets a little crossfire here. You're not saying that. What you're really saying is, um, 
I'm no longer going to trust the fact that life should be logical and orderly. I'm not going to trust it because you know what? It doesn't work that way. And I'm no longer going to count on ordinary justice to work the way I would like it to work because you know what? You'll always be disappointed. The way one of the codes you need for healing is this, make no judgments, have no expectations, and give up the need to know why things happen as they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you notice how nobody gets away with anything. Yeah, nobody gets away with anything, but still you are the one who has to stand before God one day, you right. know, and you want to you want that to be on the good side. <laughs> Plus, you don't want to carry that. It gives you wrinkles and gray hair and right. sicknesses and I think one of the things that we don't get right is people always say that you know i'll start going to church when i do right well you're not going to do right until you go to church because yeah. you're not making the difference it's not up to you it, uh, well i can't say that because we all have a choice but when you forgive somebody that is god doing it through you you can't do it on your own you can't just openly forgive someone who has harmed you in a deep spiritual way you can't do it on your own that takes some extra uh supernatural uh anointing power of god and you know i say that because hold on i say that because you know when i stopped cussing it wasn't my choice because i was cussing now i was happy cussing okay jamming off my gangster rap i had it going on and when god told me to stop it stopped and now when i hear cussing two minutes too long i'm thinking i can't handle this and it's hard to believe that that was, that was me years ago. But it was nothing I did in my power. I did nothing at all whatsoever. It wasn't no willpower. I got to, God did that for me. And if God did that for me, that is the only level of, 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 of spirituality that, that, you, that you have to get into to be ordered to forgive someone completely. You can't do it. You keep saying, I got to forgive, but it, but it ain't even in you to do that. It's like when Peter said, uh, thou art the Christ. And he was like, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Forgiveness has not been revealed unto you. If you don't walk with God, if you don't know him, you ain't really forgiven. God is the one that takes it away. Your faith and trust in him to do that is what makes it happen. Because you can't do it on your own. It's kind of like, you know, as soon as you say, I'm going to fast. And McDonald's get bigger, KFC's chicken get bigger. Anybody hungry? And and and, and all because it's not in you. It's not in us to do these things. And that's why it says I can do all things through Christ. Christ. Notice it didn't say I can do all things, period. It's through Christ. The forgiveness only comes through Christ. Okay, so um yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the part that gets edited lord jesus no like you were when you said uh, through the through god through you is doing the forgiveness and that is what being um grown in christ is having that relationship with god allowing god to work through you move through you speak through you you know i think that's the ultimate goal right there because when you get yourself out of the way, that carnality is all gone and you allow the spirit to work.
through but you. Here's the kicker. When I was in the car, it's God a process. Told me to quit. But it's a process. Yeah, but when I was in the car and God told me to quit, that wasn't that wasn't even something I was seeking after. Right, but that was you had you were just you being you, and your heavenly Father said, "All right, that's enough, son. That's enough, son." I remember, and I don't know how close to to the subject this is, but I remember when we were at um, harvest time, the beginning of our um, journey there. That's the church we go through. Yeah, Harvest Time Apostolic Temple in Hartville, Ohio. Come and join us. Um, <laughs> yeah, now back to the show. And there was, the, it was during the altar call, and everyone was up praying, and, and you, my David, you were up there at the altar praying, and somehow, I don't know how, what happened, but I don't know if they came over to pray for you or what, but Pastor Bud, who's now Bishop, um, came over and gave you a hug and when he hugged you he held you like a father would hold a son and I saw daddy holding his little boy and I mean and y'all just hugged forever you were just crying and I man I was done I was finished I was like that's exactly that's what God does for us and I'm like that's exactly what you needed there's a healing there and I think when we forgive God knows how hard it is to forgive for us to forgive, you know, different ones and different situations. And while we're forgiving, while we're praying, while we're like, Lord, help me because I can't this person, you know, the hurt he's holding you like that, like you're his little child. He's the father holding the baby child that was hurt. And he's like, you can do this. I got you. I think that if what you're going through in life is going to hinder your walk with God and God is really going to use you, I think God is the one who directs you. So even though he corrected me when I never even asked for it, you know, and he told me that's enough and I had to do something about it is because he has something for me to do. And in order for me to do it, that's something that had to go. You know what I mean? And. Uh, I think it's the same way with us in church, you know, if your unforgiveness towards certain people is going to get in the way of your ministry, if it's going to get in the way of you reaching others the way that you should, I think God is just to take that from you if your heart and your faith is in him and it's, and it's pure. Because I ain't saying I didn't believe in God. I did. I believe in God cussing every five minutes. But he took it from me because he said, hey, that's not what we do here. Just let go. The fix for evil, wicked act. Here comes God with the fix to keep you from being overcome by it. The evil, wicked act. And now it's going to tear you down. The offense is the evil and the wickedness. And I say that, and, I'm, and, and most people look at it as, as being just totally bad. But evil and wickedness is just action, reaction that's brought on by, something, by uh, the enemy of God. That, that, that takes us over and makes us act in, or react and negatively toward each other but then the spirit of God I like what you said brings on that that, that healing of the power of forgiveness that dooms the evil and wicked act and the evildoer himself now it helps to heal the person who, who did the offending and it's helping to heal you also he gets no victory from the act nor from the uh, repercussion of it right. now healing has brought forth uh, uh, help for both 
the offender and the offended. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is when one person, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. What you see is what you get. And, you know, from the beginning of time until now. So that person who offended you or you got offended by or hurt by that unforgiveness between you and that person that unforgiveness will be triggered by somebody else and somebody else and somebody else because people are very similar more similar than they are different and so even though your ought is against that person your ought becomes when you're triggered against multiple other ones because they reminded you they took you back and so now you're walking around offended by so many, trying to walk in your calling, but you can't. God called you to witness and testify and all this stuff. You come to the grocery store, somebody does something to you that reminds you of the person who hurt you. I'm not talking to them. You might not even know why. Right. And here you are, you know, God's calling you. God, I want to do what you want me to do. And, and you can't because of unforgiveness. And that started with one person. But that's, that's, that's the hand to the plow looking back. Yeah. But that's what happens, and that's what the enemy's goal is, to shut you down. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't want you walking in your calling because you're dangerous to his kingdom. And get wrapped up into what other people think about you or what you think other people think right. about you. Now and you're that's arguing and fighting. Ain't nobody winning. Ain't nobody growing. Yep. Oh, my gosh. All of it. This, all of it. this is turning out to be beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I prepared for this, but not like this. Not like what you two have brought to the table. Thank, thank you for that. Wow. Well, what thank you've you. brought to the table too. Right. My goodness. You want to pick the topic? <laughs> well, and uh, and I and I thought I um, was ready. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. But I mean, uh, when I'm, I'm listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much that this topic. Like I said in the beginning, it's so much. Uh, I, I didn't get a lot of notes on this, but I knew there was a lot to it. Oh, there and, is a lot. And then it's I don't. Deep. I didn't know it. I didn't remember or even experience a lot of it until I came and heard what you two had to say. And, and um, like I said, well, like I said, uh, help me first. Yeah. Thank God for that. Like I say, I am the I am the epitome of short temperedness. <laughs> and, and I couldn't believe that when you said. Well, that. maybe maybe others <laughs> who know us like in, in, the, in the circle were like because um, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. I, I haven't gotten over that that part yet. Yeah, I say you things. Know. I say things, Dave. <laughs> I'm talking about things you say you gotten over. <laughs> yeah, I get now, it. I might not curse nobody, and most people can tell you I don't curse people. Mm -hmm. But the machines have heard it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the door. I know, like when you walk around with unforgiveness, no matter how small or gigantic, it does. Um, stifle your growth in God and the gifts that he's given you and wants to give you he can't and there's a spirit attached to it there's yes. absolutely a spirit yes it's like you know when certain people walk in a room they can suck all the oxygen out the air mm -hmm. and you can feel a heaviness because of the spirits that they bring with them yeah. and vice versa you got certain people who walk in the room and everything just got better thank God for Dave <laughs> <laughs> Fist bumps all around. All around. I have to do that. <laughs> and it's like, uh, that's that's what you want to be. You want to be that. You want to make sure that, you know, you're prayed up and you're letting God direct your path. Because Amen. There's too many people who are ready to run out in the wilderness to try to face what Jesus faced. But guess what? He was called there. 
Yeah. You got to be careful. You just don't jump in the water. There's wolves. There's sharks. And pray it ain't no sharks. <laughs> you know, you got you got to be you got to be careful. careful. You, your pressure. Yeah. God, shall I pursue? <laughs> <laughs> and if He says you shall pursue and overtake, then fine. But you got to ask first because a lot of Christians get into troubles because when we see people who are in need, it is in us to want to help, but we are not the person to help. It was in God for somebody to build his uh, thing, but it couldn't be David. It had to be Solomon. David had blood on his hands. Like, nope, sorry, can't do it. And Moses couldn't enter the promised land. Why? Because he smoked a rock instead of speaking to it. He disobeyed God, and God said, I'm sorry. And if you notice, Moses had an anger problem before. He killed a man because <laughs> he, he was short-tempered. <laughs> killed a man, and later on, that same anger still had a hold of him. And it cost him a visit to the promised land. And it's the same way for us. We just got to yeah. make sure that yeah. whenever this stuff is revealed to us, it will kill us later on if we let it. Don't let the unforgiveness cost you a trip to the promised land. Yes. Okay. So I think we might get to keep the podcast title the same because we might have helped somebody. Well, Dennis said we helped him. So, yeah. Well, I got help too. So that's two. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Three. Yeah. That's fine. We keep it. We'll keep the title to say because we help somebody. Well, I'm David Walker. I'm Hiltrude Walker, also known as BB. And I'm Dennis Pixley. And thank you so much for listening. Be blessed. See you next time. And if you're going to spend all that energy energizing where you've been, wow. then you're not going to have the fuel and the fire and the tenacity and the aggressiveness that you need to energize where you're going. So touch somebody and say, let it go. Let it go.